0: of healthcare broadcast from the ovation health studios our podcast targets the challenges surrounding healthcare today in the united states our host dr john mccormick an expert in the industry offers common sense and pioneering solutions for the future of healthcare
1: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pulse of Healthcare. This is Dr. John McCormick. I'm here with my co-host, Chad, and today we're going to talk about health plan literacy. And you're like, what does that mean? Well, there was a recent survey that actually engaged with employers and employees, and they were asking about things that are defined within a health plan, and it turns out that less than 4% of the people surveyed actually knew what the terms meant. And so if you think about that, 4% out of 100 actually knew what was even being said in the plan, and then are making decisions about which plan to purchase. So... That seems to be a pretty big disconnect. And it also, to me, is very revealing why people don't change plans, why they stay with plans that are more expensive, and why they're making decisions that they think are economic-based but really have some serious detrimental effects to the delivery of high-quality health care.
0: Yeah, I think that... Often what I've found, especially with my own healthcare literacy, is you start to shop the market, right? Everybody looks at the market either individually or as a representative of a company, and what you see is here is X price, right? That's often the number you care about the most, and followed by deductible, coinsurance, out-of-pocket and and you start going I well I don't know what any of these numbers are but I know that the cost is low right or I know that this fits within my band of affordability but it may, it may not be especially immediately providing you the service that you need
1: right so as you know and we've talked about this in the past you know our ovation plan is zero deductible zero co, co-insurance and co-pay only so what does that mean when you start stacking it up If I'm saying, hey, Chad, I've got an Ovation Health plan, and it costs this, and it's a platinum-level plan, and you go, oh, okay, well, maybe that's $550 or $600, and you say, well, yeah, but I'm looking at this other plan, and it's $500, you know, so it's quote-unquote cheaper, right? Right. Well, if I don't have the literacy to understand what I'm looking at, I may not realize that that other plan has a deductible of $5,000. It has coinsurance of maybe 20 or 30 percent. So I think maybe we ought to explore those definitions for a minute and just kind of talk about what's that mean. Right. So if you're talking about the Ovation Health Plan, first of all, you have no deductible. What's that mean? Well, that means that all the care you get is first dollar coverage, so what you're paying out in your premium, you're not reaching back into your pocket and paying out additional money, all right, up to a certain amount, in, in, in my example, up to $5,000 before your actual coverage begins. That's what a deductible is. That means that, yes, you have a health plan, but you also have a deductible in front of any quote-unquote coverage, with one weirdly really weird exception which is your annual medical visit, that has to be covered for free regardless of the plan. So if you think about that, okay, uh, I'm saving $50 a month on my premium, but if I engage in any kind of care whatsoever beyond my annual visit that's included, I'm now having to reach into my pocket for up to $5,000. So saving $50 a month isn't really such a substantial deal if I use my plan virtually at all.
0: Right, in, in what cases do you see where um, having a lower price but a decent, because I, I, I know the deductible really more so as a cost mitigation um, tool, you often used as insurance used by insurance companies, right? Right. Um, you see the same thing in, in uh, property and life, and there's there's. I mean, it's it's used in every single field of insurance.
1: Right. Well, I, it really is. It's cost mitigation. What they're actually doing is shifting the risk for the first dollar coverage from them, the insurance company, to you, the consumer, right? Except you don't know that. So what you end up doing, and and let me throw another number on top of this, most people in a company, 80, 85% of the people will only use $1,500 to $2,000 worth of health care in any given year. Yeah. Well, if I set a $5,000 deductible, then why did I buy insurance? I could have reached in my pocket and paid $2,000 and saved, you know, the six grand. That I put out on the coverage, except I'm scared, right? I'm scared that I might end up at the hospital, and, you know, and have a big bill. That's why we buy insurance. We're not buying insurance because we're healthy and we know we're going to live forever. We're buying health insurance because we're afraid that we could get sick and you could end up with a big bill.
0: So, in to go back to my previous comment, where do you think there is a possibility, if any, that it is worth having a significantly lower? Uh, premium for a higher deductible. Is there ever should that ever be an option that people look at and choose when shopping the market? And what are those
1: circumstances? I actually do think there's an there's an opportunity for that. If you're if you're generally young and healthy, right? And and, and here's the kicker, and you have money in your savings account. Right. For that catastrophic event Remember, way back in one of the first couple episodes, we talked about medical debt being one of the primary reasons that people go bankrupt. And it's not—it's not crazy, enormous debt. I mean, it could be twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, you know. But if you're young, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars is a huge bill, and when you can't pay it, it kind of forces you into this bankruptcy situation. You know, so you're like, "Yay! Yeah, I saved a ton of money on my health care. I'm only paying 400 bucks a month, but I got a 5,000 dollar deductible and 30 percent coinsurance. Which means if I did have a crisis, first I got to put out my deductible, and then when the big bill comes in, I owe 30 percent of that bill. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the part that you know oftentimes will bankrupt somebody." Because they don't realize that, oh, now I've got to pay 30% of a $50,000 bill or a $100,000 bill. And and so that's where we look at the next piece of medical literacy in your plan. What is your maximum out-of-pocket? Because that's the only way you can control that cost, right? Right. So if you do have a high deductible plan, you're going to pay that. That comes before your out-of-pocket kicks in. Then you have to look at your co-insurance. Now your co-insurance could be twenty percent or thirty percent, and I've seen plans as bad as forty percent. Then you have to say what is my maximum out of pocket. So if I do get a big bill, how much am I going to actually be responsible for? That's what that maximum out of pocket is. So you you might have a thirty percent that says oh you have to pay thirty thousand dollars, but your maximum out of pocket may actually cap out at fifteen which is all you're going to end up paying. Still, you have to consider it holistically, right? $5,000 deductible, $15,000 out of pocket, which means I've got to write a $20,000 check. That's huge.
0: Yeah, uh, there is, there's a lot of areas where, um, especially newer generations look into this type of multifaceted numbers right in front of them. And so I I think internet comes to mind, Right. How many gigs of data are you getting with your per month price tag? And then what is the speed in which the internet operates? And these are numbers that the very new generations care about. Um, and when it comes to a health plan, you have to take all of these numbers into account. And so you may have the lowest premium on the face of the earth, Right but then you're basically footing the entirety of the cost for half of a year if you're, if you're lucky. And then after that, you're still footing a pretty large percentage of the cost. Right. right? So you, you have to take these numbers together because mathematically, you're never going to figure it out by just looking at the first number.
1: Right. That's exactly right. And so that's where you're making a real decision, right? You say you kind of get what you pay for. So if you're paying for an ovation plan that's a platinum level plan, and it's a little bit more expensive, you're also getting a ton more bang for the buck because you're not going back in your pocket. Uh, The irony of that is most of the time, our platinum level plan is actually cheaper than the plans that do have deductibles and coinsurance. So this is one of those things where really having the strong medical literacy to be able to go, oh, that sounds great, but it's really not. Kind of like networks. Well, let's talk about networks. Another one of those things that we hear all about. I have to have a network. Networks are so important. Yeah. Network
0: maybe, in, network out of network. Network like,
1: out yeah. of network. You might look at a plan and says if you're in network, you have all these super cool coverages, and you know that's where your deductible and co insurance comes in, and you, you, you're managing your rate. And then on the next column over, it says out of network, and then it has this. Ba, 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 zero coverage
0: yeah I've seen a lot of plans actually <laughs> a lot of really really commonly chosen plans make you operate within an, in within network otherwise you just it's as if the plan doesn't exist
1: doesn't doesn't comply at all yeah now let's think about the recent news we've had complete medical systems like Kaiser go on strike now if that was your plan and you've got one of these, Coverages that give you in and out of network limitations, and Kaiser's your network, and now you have to seek medical care and you can't go to Kaiser. Not only are you out of network, you're out of coverage. You know, this is where medical literacy is so critical, and, and why we talk about we have an open access network. Do we have a network? Absolutely. We're contracted, we have contracts all over the country but we also do not penalize you for using physicians that are outside of that umbrella. That's part of our reference-based pricing model. Another (laughs) letter C. Reference-based pricing means that we will work with any doctor, any facility, anywhere for you to make sure you get coverage. And it's real simple. You call us, we call them, we do a one time agreement or maybe even a full contract if if we if the provider's willing to do that but we can get your coverage so you're quote unquote never really out of network what we're doing is just engaging in that care in the smartest most economical way to do that to make sure that you have full coverage and don't receive surprise or balance bills and not
0: just that, but also don't receive an increase in premium. It,
1: exactly. Right?
0: If we're able to put the work in and uh, achieve that end goal that is both favorable for the member and favorable for the company, the employee group, whoever the TPA is representing, then, that, I mean, that that in and of itself will keep your premiums baseline, especially with us. Right.
1: Is, I mean, I'm happy to announce we just renewed 20 groups just this last month with zero rate increase. Now we already know the rate increases across the market for 2024 are running seven to 12%. I don't doubt
0: that at all. Yeah,
1: That's what they are. They've already announced it. We're going up. And because of the way we work with our members and engage them and educate them and make them better, more savvy customers, we were able to reach out to those companies and say, you know what? No rate increase this year which it technically is a rate decrease, right? Right. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, I think when it comes to the um, the medical terminology and the the in-networks, the out-of-networks, the co-pays, the deductibles, it all really comes down to making sure, because like you said, it's, it's all about literacy, right? Making sure that you know the terms, you know what they mean, and you have cost figured out. Nobody wants to receive a surprise bill that is... Four, five, six thousand dollars, but that's actually because your insurance told the facility that's what you owe, right? right? And it's just because you didn't do the math to start. Right.
1: Didn't do the math. Didn't understand. You know, check the box. Oh, look, there's that. You know, four hundred eighty dollar. Yeah. You know, bronze plan. Well, I can afford that. 6040 co insurance. 6040 co insurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And and then and then I broke my leg and now I'm looking down the throat of an 8000 dollars bill. And I'm like, how do I pay that? And yeah. you know, and, and and if we educated ourselves on the literacy side, either directly or through our agent or broker, and they would have explained, well, you know, if you had bought the $520 plan, you would have no money. You you would never receive this extra bill then maybe you would have made a, a better decision or a different decision you know thinking yeah i'd rather i'd rather pay a little bit more and make sure that i have more comprehensive coverage right
0: absolutely i mean it's it goes without saying that knowledge is always power
1: right? knowledge is power and like I said, when i saw that study that that said only 4% of the people actually understood even those basic terms that we just covered that they that they lacked understanding of that Wow, that was such an eye opener for me to go now. Now, kind of, it's a now I see why people are making the decisions they're making, and then afterwards, you know, we hear the stories every day. Somebody calling up, going, "I got this big bill, and how did I get this?" And you know, I wished I was with you guys, and you know, how can I change over because they just didn't understand the economic decision they were making in the event they actually had a real medical emergency.
0: And the last thing I want to add to this is that I've often found that um, we we have a few of these uh, kind of subscription bundled service type plans that can be on the individual side. And I have found instances in which when someone is shopping the market, they can sign up for an individual. Say they lose their job with an employer group or something like that. They can sign up with an individual plan that is on the market, like full insurance. But where it is lacking are two areas that we can supplement and cover with one of our individual subscription plans. And once you add them together, even price-wise, they're below the next tier up of whatever, whatever company or market that person was shopping. And so if you're really diligent about putting your research and time into it, you can actually find different services that can come together to provide you better coverage or the exact same coverage for a much lesser price.
1: That's absolutely true, and I know I what know kind of subscription plans you're talking about. I mean, We have plans that are ultra-cheap, that include labs, that include imaging, that include telemedicine 24-7, so that, that they're very economical, that fit very nicely into one of these high-deductible plans that really take care of so many of those basic needs that if you had to get them, you would be reaching in your pocket and paying you know, sometimes a lot of cash, you know, just one lab for your lab panel could be, you know, three, four hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's something you keep in mind is when you're when you're shopping the market and you're looking at these things, make sure you're also looking elsewhere in the market. Right. There's always, as with any market, uh, people try to stay competitive. So there's always competitive prices that are out there and people uh, you need to know the words and you need to know what the numbers mean to make sure that you're getting the best deal.
1: Absolutely. Hey, well, everybody, we will be back again in a couple of weeks with another episode. Hopefully you enjoyed a little bit about uh, some medical literacy today, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Goodbye.